The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. Joining me today, Jerry Karaya. We've got a lot on the show today. We're going to be talking about, get an update on inflation and where that stands. We're going to talk about uh, debt for Canadian households. Also, what's going on with the banks? Are they, are they doing fine? Are they being fined, I should say? Um, also, we're going to talk a, a little bit about the Fed and what's happening there because they've just lost not one Fed president, but two Fed presidents for essentially what would amount to insider trading. And then we're also going to do some other uh, review in the market, what's happening with Evergrande what's ha- in, in China, what's happening with the demand for gold and silver long term, and also coming up in the show, very important, stay tuned. Later in the show, we're going to bring on Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth, to talk about the supply issues in the precious metals market. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. But to start, last week we recorded the show on the 23rd, which was the Thursday. We had a promotion on our e-store for every order that went through. You had the potential, you had, you got uh, put into a draw to win five one ounce silver maples. Uh, so we couldn't do it last week. So we're going to announce the winner right now. Jerry, take it away. I thought it was a, f- a fantastic um contest. Um, It's always great to give something away. Uh, As many of our listeners and clients know, we give away a a gram of gold for every $5,000 or $10,000 invested into an RSP. But this time is very special because it's great to reward the online buyers, a lot of first-time buyers. So this time around, uh, the winner of five one-ounce silver maples, uh, the lucky winner is order number 86789. We'll be getting in touch with you. That was order 86789 on the e-store at com. So we'll be in touch. Congratulations. We have your five one-ounce silver maples all ready for your pickup or delivery. So get in touch. So, Jerry, there's so much going on. It's tough to keep track of everything. As far as you know, some of the topics we'll get into today, what's happening with inflation, what's happening with interest rate hikes, what's happening with the debt. Let's just quickly do a quick one here. I came across this article, Wells Fargo to pay $37.3 million to settle U.S. claims it fraudulently overcharged customers. So what happened? They settled a government claims fraudulently overcharged commercial clients on foreign exchange services the latest in a string of scandals over the bank's treatment of customers. I remember they also, earlier this year, they just decided to take away people's lines of credit. That's right. Um, but on Monday, they, the settlement resolves U.S. Department of Justice civil fraud charges against the fourth largest U.S. bank, includes $35.3 million fine plus $2 million forfeiture. They previously returned $35.3 million to customers as restitution, making it a total payout of $72.7 million. What are your thoughts, Jerry, on the corruption at these banks? Again, it's Wells Fargo in the, in hot, the hot seat, and they were the, they were the bank that uh, pulled lines of credit from just uh, regular, regular clientele. 
this is a sign that you know credit is tightening. Um, they don't want to. They will have to mitigate the risks. But um, you know, when you have from the top down money not flowing as well, uh, you have the repo market hitting 1.6 trillion, sloshing around from the Fed to these banks overnight. Uh, something is wrong. This is clearly another credit crisis. We had this in 08. Fast forward to today, the, exa- the, the effects are going to be exacerbated because of the amount of debt that we have piled on on top of an already bad debt problem. So trust is out the door, and this is um, an indication that, hey, I can't trust um, the, uh, the, the creditors any longer. I need to pull these loans or even further. You have too many people pulling their money out of the bank because they can't create loans off of money coming out of the bank. So we have clients that are moving hundreds of thousands of dollars out of the bank, and with a fractional reserve system, the banks need those deposits there to create loans, to create more debt. But when you have money coming out, it's a Ponzi scheme, right, Jeremy? The money, the the pyramid scheme just starts to crumble from the top down. Well, you know, I I think – at the end of the day, one of the reasons why we see people moving into precious metals is because there's no counterparty risk. So the idea is if you have cash under the bed and gold under the bed, the government can print cash and destroy the purchasing power of that cash, but they cannot do that to gold. They can try to manipulate the price of gold, but they can't stop the value of gold, right? So if the and, – and look, the, the dollar's getting crushed. U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar, it's getting crushed. We'll get into some of those – those numbers later in the show, but you mentioned debt, Jerry. So I thought it. I thought let's bring this article up first. Um, Yellen, Janet Yellen, former chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, now Treasury Secretary, said, thinks the federal debt ceiling should be abolished by Congress. No debt ceiling. Here's what she says. While testifying before the House Financial Services Committee, Yellen said she would support eliminating the limit through legislation of the debt ceiling. She said, I believe when Congress legislates expenditures and puts in place tax policy that determines taxes, those those are the crucial decisions Congress is making. Yellen said, and if to finance those spending and tax decisions, it is necessary to issue additional debt, I believe it is very destructive to put the president and myself as Treasury Secretary in a situation where we might be unable to pay the bills that result from those past decisions. Janet, lovely Janet, I'm sorry if it makes you uncomfortable if the government doesn't have the money because they've spent everybody's money. Mm-hmm. This debt that you would love to issue doesn't come from a, 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 a spaceship. It doesn't come from a, a, secret, a secret garden. It comes from the taxpayer. It's mm-hmm. called debt. You issue it first based on the future's of the next generations, mm-hmm. and it, you're you're in, you want to clearly enslave not the next generation, not the generation after Plural. that, but swaths of generations. You want to debt slave people into this. No one knows what the spending's going on. They have no idea how it's being done. And let's be honest: if any, if we want to start looking at your opinions. Let's look at the institution that you came from, which is the Fed, where we had two Fed presidents just have to quit because they were completely busted, essentially doing insider trading off of policy that they were creating. 
Insider trading at the Federal Reserve, Dallas Fed President Rob Kaplan and Boston Fed President Eric Rosengren. They both resigned, Jeremy, from their post. Were they, they, they resigned or were they fired? But anyways, the Wall Street Journal exposed what they were doing. They were found to have uh, some major trades in some big blue chip companies from Tesla, Amazon, Facebook, and Johnson & Johnson. Um, but we know their history too. It's important to know where these people came from. And um, for example... Uh, Rob Kaplan, 23-year stint with Goldman Sachs, you know, insider trading. And his disclosure for trades show major transactions, as I mentioned, from Johnson & Johnson, Tesla. I mean, what many of us would, would give to be a fly on the wall in these FOMC meetings where they're dis- deciding on increasing the money supply uh, and where it's going to be going. I mean, this is, uh, this is clearly criminal. And um, so they resigned. Our charge is going to be filed. We'll have to wait and see. I, I doubt that because the, the policy at the Fed is pretty loose to begin with. It's kind of interesting that this was initiated, I believe, by Powell in the first place, who's now up for uh, being renominated potentially to become the, the Fed uh, chairman again. But the Dallas Fed chief, Robert Kaplan, did over 68 interviews on major networks during 2020 in which he was trading millions of dollars on his own book mm-hmm. after going on on air, air 60 times to and, and, blow and it talking up. up his book right i mean th- this is what the fed has come down to um let's just do a quick laundry list of some of the things that have been going on at the fed the current fed chairman jerome powell had upwards of 25 million of his personal wealth being managed by blackrock while handing the firm three no-bid contracts The Fed also engaged in a court battle with the media for multiple years during and after the 2008 financial crisis because they were refusing to release the details of the secret $29 trillion it funneled in cumulative loans to prop up insolvent banks on Wall Street. It gave no-bid contracts, then as well was criticized for doing so by an audit conducted by the Government Accountability Office. So I think if it's not bad enough that the Fed is losing credibility, at the end of the day, this is this. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something. What um, Better Markets is writing because they kind of are really digging into this story. Mm-hmm. They said this trading activity is at best pandemic profiteering and at worst illegal insider trading, which threatens to further erode the public's trust and confidence in the ethics, integrity, judgment, and priorities of the Fed and its officials. This is, bar none, the destruction of the fabric of the financial system. And the Fed's got to go. I mean, we're not the first to say it. Ron Paul wrote a book called Audit. End the Fed. Yeah. Audit it and end it. That's right. So, um, yeah, the number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. These are the people running the financial system. They are the ones in control of, of the, the wealth and in control of the money. They're clearly putting their hand in the cookie jar and uh, sipping from the, their own punch bowl. And at the end of the day, we want to protect ourselves against it. And one of the best strategies to preserve your wealth against the crush of the dollar is physical gold, physical silver. So important to have in your portfolio now. We only deal in physical. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Real Money Show. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Get your physical precious metals today and protect your wealth. We were just talking in the break, Jerry. You were mentioning something very interesting about the idea of the debt ceiling and tapering at the same time. Um, can you let uh, the audience in on uh, on this previous discussion? Yeah, so we have two topics going on. On the one hand, we have the Federal Reserve looking to taper its monthly purchases, which is causing the obviously the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield to start spiking, which is an algorithmic play that causes gold to sell off. Um, so we're seeing that price action. But at the same time, they need to raise the debt target or the debt ceiling that they're just going to blast through over and over again. And this is the reason why we want to, we, we have Yellen looking to just get rid of the ceiling altogether. Let's just it's set. It's inconvenient. It's very it's uncomfortable, And we don't like this conflict. We want to just, we don't want to have an argument every, every year about the same thing over and over again. We have to somehow protect our, you know, uh, pr- to protect the way we look. Yeah, and Janet the- Yellen wants a blanket wrapped around her shoulders mm-hmm. of debt slaves. That's, That's right. That, that would make her feel cozy. She wants to set the debt ceiling to a quadrillion and just forget about the ceiling altogether. But they'll likely hit that quadrillion, right. quintillion. Modern monetary theory. It doesn't, it's a it doesn't matter until it matters. That's right. It's a and failure. It's up, it's up to everyone else to say we're, we're not going to take it anymore in that sense. You know, how, how much longer? It, you know it's going to collapse. Mm-hmm. So the question is first, stand up, don't worry, you know, don't let it happen. And then number two, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Get out of the way. You don't want to be a part of that financial system if it starts collapsing again. And there's more and more critics coming out saying, look, this doesn't look good for the stock market and it doesn't look good for the economy. No. And the, the whole tapering argument is very futile because tapering is just slowing down something you've already accelerated to a pace where it's astronomical. The, the pace at which the money is being printed what are you going to taper? Maybe twenty billion off of the one twenty per month. Either way, you're printing at a very, very fast pace. It is still going to be very inflationary, especially if they go ahead and raise the debt ceiling in a week or two. Um, this is going to be bottom line very inflationary. We're seeing supply shortages. We're seeing uh, things not coming through the border. We're seeing food shortages, fuel shortages in the UK. Things are happening all because of inflationary effects prices going up wages not moving up it's a very this stagflation issue is a very big problem that many people can't wrap their minds around we're definitely going to get into stagflation in in a little bit one thing we should quickly discuss is the pullback in the market over the last week um it was an interesting pullback not completely unexpected maybe in the sense of when it happened i wasn't surprised um, we've seen these type of actions in the market in the past. Um, you know, I've been doing this 15, 16 years, and we've often seen it. When things are getting really tight and panicky out there, they push the price of gold and silver down. We talked about it in the past on the show, this idea of neutralizing the effect of the market. So this idea of neutralizing is we knew the market's going to pop up at some point. Let's push it down, and then that way we'll neutralize it. On the other hand, we've also seen the paper side of the market, the shorts in the market, get smaller. There's mm-hmm. less and less shorts in the market. So clearly the, the, the banks are covering their positions. They're getting out. 
And what's most interesting about the pullbacks is the demand for the physical product. When the price goes down, the demand goes through the roof. We had to shut off our e-store because we weren't sure, hey, are we going to be able to hedge this product that we're selling? And we don't know if we book a price through a wholesaler, if we'll be able to get it back, like when we can get the product in. So Paul will discuss that uh, in the next segment. We'll bring him in to discuss the inventory supplies. But there was demand, 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 demand. People were buying and buying. The further the price went down, there was more and more demand. There was only a couple sell orders that had nothing to do with the market whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the market. It was We had one person come in. They're moving to Mexico, so they just wanted the cash. Yeah. Um, another person, it was for business dealings. And that was it. That was the only two sell orders that we had. The rest was all purchases, people buying and buying and buying and taking advantage of the market. So... We've got their number. We're savvy mm-hmm. now. We understand what the deal is. You want to push the price down? Great. Give me an opportunity to buy because this thing is going to take off huge. And I'll just give you one example of that, Jerry. Uh, Keith Newmar, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's out there doing interviews. He's, bra- he's breaking it down for people. He says, right now, some 800 million ounces of silver are produced annually, of which 100 million is used for electric vehicles and another 100 million to manufacture solar panels. So that's 200 million out of the 800 million produced every year. With some governments already preparing to ban sales of gasoline vehicles, which I wonder, where's all this electricity gonna come from? Uh, Maybe the solar panels. Um, Neumeyer is beginning to wonder where the silver for all of those electric vehicles will come from. He noted, the automotive industry currently makes 19 million vehicles a year with 5 million of those being electric. With 100 million ounces of silver needed to make 5 million electric vehicles, oh, wow. okay, now we're getting yeah. into the, the nitty-gritty here, it's pretty clear how, how sudden change in the automotive industry could upset silver's strain supply side. So remember, right now, we're taking one-eighth of all of the silver mined to produce 5 million electric vehicles, and they want to up that huge. So governments want to replace roughly a billion gasoline vehicles within the next two decades. Bottom line, considering that only 28% of silver comes from mines where silver is the main source of revenue, silver supplies are less responsive to the demand of gold prices. That means it takes greater rises in the silver price to generate additional mining efforts. Where is it gonna come from? Where is the silver gonna come from? And that's why, very simply, and I can go on with other things that Neumeier's talking about, why he believes silver is going beyond triple digit. Mm -hmm. Not just $100, but he thinks it's going way beyond that. He is mining the stuff. He is in the trenches saying, here's what's coming out of the ground, and here's where the demand's coming from. No no mystifying here. He is demystifying it all, saying there is no doubt there is going to be major, major shortages for physical metal. What what do you think, Jerry? Of course, and this is... A very important caveat to watch this this supply and demand. You need to know, investors need to know what's going on behind the scenes as far as supply and demand goes. Keith Newmeyer, First Majestic, Majestic, he knows everything about silver, physical silver, and the numbers, the data speaks for itself. There is no printing press for silver. You can't just print it out of thin air. It takes work. It takes gasoline. It takes, you know... manpower manpower and it may be the suspension of this uh, new green deal because you can't mine all that with a new green deal which aims to cut your carbon footprint so where is all of this silver going to come from 
we're not seeing anyone selling back any physical silver. We're seeing buying in the past week. We mentioned some levels to watch. All of these levels, Jeremy, hit. We expected maybe some pullback in metals. Last week, I said the pivot was 2250. We hit 2260. We're back to the pivot point for silver. I mentioned the pivot point was 1750, which is where we were last week. We're back to uh, 1750. We dipped to 1710, just above 1700. Yeah, there was this kind of final push yesterday before they agreed on the, the, the government funding deal which happens till now they pushed it back to December right. and that seemed to relieve the market at that point and then and then gold and silver rose back up to the pivot points. Point is all of these tech levels are just temporary. Any type of dip that you see in metals, it's a very temporary move. There's a lot of a lot of things happening with the currencies, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. Uh, just like what Keith Keith Newmeyer uh, revealed to us, Paul Wiseman can attest and he will attest to what he's seeing on the inside with the four major wholesalers that we deal with, that no one is selling back back to the secondary market, and premiums are going up, and delays are anticipated. So all indicative, this is the reason why we had to pull the silver off the site. I had to take the action to do so. But silver, we do have available. Get in touch and just give us a call at one eight seven seven eight silver just to find out if we do have what you're looking for. Throw into the numbers, eh, Jerry? Got to do it. Yeah, that was really good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Let's very quickly, because Paul's going to come in, we're going to talk more about the inventories. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about stagflation as well. We might do that in, in a later segment. Let's, let's get to the inflation side of things. Um, I'm just going to skip to the, the, the best parts here. I was reading uh, some stuff today talking about uh, where the markets are at. Uh, Czech Republic, Czech Central Bank hiked rates um, three quarters of a point to battle inflation. Wow. Spain inflation is at 13-year highs. Inflation in France is at near 10-year highs. Um, for some reason, the dollar's strong, even though they're going to pass these trillion-dollar deals and everything like that. So, that's the dollar strength is transitory, transitory. my friends. Transitory yeah. on that side. Canada and the U.S. are showing significantly higher headline inflation than their peers. Initially, it was sold as trans transitory, but the narrative is falling apart these days. This is coming from Better Dwelling, saying Canada and the United States have the highest inflation of the G7. And he goes on to talk about um, the transitory inflation narrative is falling apart. How do we know that? Ah, well, well, well. Uh, here's an article from Epoch Times, or Epoch Times, however they pronounce it. Uh, White House economic advisor says inflation, higher inflation likely to stick around longer. Duh, you're gonna print, you're gonna increase the debt ceiling. You've got inflation coming your way. Regardless, yep. Um, some uh, Bernstein, like Fed officials and many economists, blame supply side disruptions. It's not supply side disruptions for the inflation. It is clearly going to be the amount of money that you're printing, and that's why some economists have warned of a growing risk of stagflation. This article goes on to talk about. Uh, Economist Nouriel Roubini, global supply chain crisis combined with high debt ratios and ultra-loose monetary and fiscal policies threatens to turn the mild stagflation of recent months into a full-blown stagflationary crisis. I guess we're going to skip ahead and talk about stagflation right now. Um, Stephen Roach, former Morgan Stanley Asian chairman, United States facing 70s-style stagflation. Roach thinks the energy price spike is inflicting major damage to s struggling supply chains, pushing up the risk of higher price growth, even if the economy slows down. What, do you, what are you making of, the, of, the, of those? 
I mean, the, the inflation pressures, the upwards and the revisions of inflationary data coming out from the U.S. is at 4%, much, much lower than what we anticipate. We see double-digit inflation. Uh, shadow stats shows double-digit inflation uh, because, you know, we're seeing the effects not just from manufacturing and energy prices. Uh, wages are not moving in lockstep. Wages, in fact, are getting lower. Uh, employment is looking more bleak in the U.S. and in Canada. So where is the tax and revenue coming from? How are we keeping up with inflation? We're seeing, as a result, shrinkflation that is happening around the world, not just in Canada. The states are products less quality, less quantity, more air-filled bags of, of chips that we're getting. This is, no, this is no surprise, and this is no secret. We're seeing it in the very goods that we're buying, Jeremy. Shrinkflation, stagflation. Let's talk about Canadian household debt in the next segment, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical precious metals in your portfolio today. These are unprecedented times. We are in uncharted waters. You need to protect yourself. You need to protect your family. The way to do it, preservation of wealth, physical gold, physical silver. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show. Stick with us. You're listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, let's talk about uh, shrinkflation quickly because you've got a great uh, example that just came out recently. Ainsley Bullion, yes. Honey, they shrunk the groceries. Stringflation on the rise. So manufacturers, manufacturers and producers fighting increasing cost pressures are increasingly resorting to shrinkflation, offering a marginally smaller version of the same product at the same price. A classic example is the amount of air in a packet of chips uh, and how certain items, favorites like Toblerone bars, were reduced from 200 grams to 170. But this one, Jeremy, just just hit the nail right on the head. Two identical boxes of pasta, Barilla pasta, Riccatoni, purchased just a couple weeks apart, reportedly for the same price. The first week uh, was a box of pasta with 454 grams of pasta. The second box, exactly the same price, same Rigatoni, 410 grams, a difference of 40 grams in a matter of one week. They had to change the amount of pasta in this box. Why is this happening, Jeremy? Well, they have to pass it on to the, to the customer, right? Uh, inflation's happening. Prices are going up. You have to pay more for your staff. You're, having, you're dealing with shipping issues, et cetera, et cetera. So how are you going to do it? You just got to pass it on to the customer somehow, and you can't increase prices, so you cut your you cut the size, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, we're we're moving into times where it's it's not about uh, uh, upsizing; it's about downsizing mm-hmm. in terms of the food that we eat and what we get. Fewer and fewer goods for the amount of cash to go into. This is, I know, a telltale sign of higher inflation to come. We're seeing many more people looking for hard assets to park their wealth in, whether it be gold, silver, or natural fancy color diamonds. These are proven, tested assets to protect your wealth for the long term. Now, let's talk about what's happening in Canadian households. Again, from Better Dwelling, Canadian households now have $2.5 trillion in debt, which is over 
102% of GDP. You heard that right. Canadian households are now so indebted it exceeds the annual output of the economy. The growth was dwarfed by household debt, which now exceeds the size of the country's GDP. Economics with such large household debts are trading long-term growth for, for smaller short-term gains. So again, Canadian household debt is surging higher even with relatively low consumer credit growth. Seasonally adjusted outstanding credit reaches 2.53 trillion in, in the second quarter of 2021. It was almost entirely driven by mortgage debt, which has now reached 68.7% of household debt. Household debt, 68% of it is mortgage debt. Um, mortgages haven't represented such a large share of debt since the early 90s bubble. Now, let's add to that. Fidelity's Wolf sees Bank of Canada forced into early hike. The Bank of Canada will, ha he says, this, uh, this coming out of Bloomberg, um, Wolf, said, Wolf, who's a former advisor to the Central Bank of Canada, said the Bank of Canada will have to start ri raising interest rates in the first half of 2022 because supply constraints and hotter than normal inflation aren't going away. Um, he's now the Fidelity Investment Portfolio Manager. Um, Wolf, uh, he says, the models that the central banks have are overestimating the amount of slack in the economy. So he believes interest rates are going to come sooner than later. Uh, this article goes on to say that the consumer price index rose 4.1% in August earlier this year, the fastest on pace since 2003, marking the fifth consecutive month of inflation readings above the Bank of Canada's 3% cap. Now, you are not getting 3% at the bank. <laughs> You're getting all. less than 1%. Yeah. So you have a, a negative real-world rate. rate. How are you going to protect yourself against that? You need physical gold. You need physical silver. And gold is has proven itself to perform during times of negative real rates. You can look at the charts. We can share the charts with you. Uh, but Canada, we talk about inflation, stagflation, shrinkflation, and now we're a debt nation. Uh, having an interest rate hike would be, would be absolutely detrimental to the Canadian economy for Canadians we deal with all the time. We know the average Canadian does not hold enough gold. They own a lot, they own a lot of real estate. They have a lot of mortgage debt. An interest rate hike will, be, will just exacerbate this issue even more. Uh, the debt-to-income ratios are already at a tilt, um, and you have less and less Canadians making making any money, Jeremy. They're taking a lot of risks. Um, I just got off the phone with a client in Niagara Falls. He mentioned to me that a house that was on sale for about three weeks, uh, listed at about 700000 and he's a real estate investor, by the way, is now at five fifty in a matter of one week. And the listings that are coming onto the market, they're all they're all coming on at five fifty. If you're a real estate investor and you, and you have, have to refinance and the appraisers are coming in at 500 and you have an outstanding amount of uh, mortgage debt this is troublesome you know this is just one way of getting out of this this issue is buying maybe taking some debt and uh, and buying some silver something that is undervalued because again i remind our listeners it just took 2000 ounces of physical silver back in 1980 to buy a house and our dream is to have people debt free with some hard assets to pass on for your next generations Jeremy. And if you follow what Keith Newmeyer is saying, then you can look at where this is headed. And again, going back to this recent pullback in the market, especially on silver, you know this is a gift. 
you've seen it a hundred times over in this physical market. The banks are pushing the price down. They make money. They're closing out their short position. They do it because they're desperate because of the panic of what's happening in terms of the debts. They're desperate to keep this thing going and they don't want panic in the market. So what do you do? You kill the canary in the coal mine. But That's people right. are not buying this anymore. They are seeing what's going on and they are doing the exact opposite of what these of what these central banks and and major banks want you to do. They do not want you to hoard physical gold. No, they they, do not. they want you in that equity market and even ETFs. when even when major analysts are calling for pullbacks in that market, um, they still want you as far away from the metals market as possible and it's not working. The the retail market was completely wiped in the last week because of these pullbacks. And that is going to be amazing going forward. Jeremy, this is an amazing opportunity. And I want everyone listening uh, listening to the show, take action for yourself. Give us a call. Check out the website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And if you are holding crypto, I just want to let you know that you can spend those crypto for physical gold assets, silver assets, natural fancy color diamond assets, uh, take some profit from your crypto gains and roll it into a physical hard asset. Talk to Guildhall Wealth Management. We'd love to help. Yeah, we got to talk about more than that and get into detail on that in the next sure. segment because that was a, a great announcement right there, and we missed it throughout the show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Stagflation, ec- economic growth falling while inflation stays high or increases. Welcome to the 70s, gentlemen. And welcome, Paul Wiseman, joining us today. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, Paul, we wanted to have you on the show specifically because we were just chatting this morning about the inventory issues that have um, that are are now threatening the physical gold and silver market. Can you can you let us know what what you're seeing right now in terms of physical supply? Well, you know, we have product. Uh, we took silver down from our e store. Uh, for the simple reason that it's getting very, very difficult to find product. Um, When the price gets smashed down like it did this week, paper prices, a lot of wholesalers or suppliers are buying, you know, uh, we bought silver at $27 and $28, but if we have to sell it at $21, $22, we have to put orders in to replace what it is and hold on to the product that we have. Um, or we have to hedge, which either or is the same thing. So we've always been able to fill our orders and we're still filling orders all the time, but I hate to put the website up and say three to four weeks delivery for people because I don't know when we're going to be getting product um, from Royal Canadian Men and from our wholesalers. They're telling us it could be two to three weeks out sometime middle of October uh, it could take longer. Now, now, what, now that that's different from the usual day-to-day business. How long would you normally be able to get product? A couple of days. A couple of days yeah. to get product. Now we're out to three, four weeks. Yeah, uh, it's you know, the, for example, Canadians love Royal Canadian Mint product. In the states, they buy any crap. I mean, they just know the value of silver and gold. They don't care whether it's got the Queen on the front or a maple on the back 
or whether it's Royal Canadian Mint or it's Sunshine Mint. They right. really don't care. But everything we sell is LBMA approved. So we prefer to sell Royal Canadian Mint and we prefer to sell Pamp Swiss, which is one of my favorite bars. But the problem is the paper price has been driven down. So the banks that went short are trying to get out of their shorts. At the same time, they're pushing the short the price down. Not one. I think we've had one customer sell us some product in the last three, four weeks. I think we've had two people actually sell us physical products. So the, this is the same thing in the secondary market. It's called the secondary market where people sell their product. Wholesalers have got a little bit of more room because they're not double dipping on the spreads again. But there's no secondary product out there. So we're looking at anywhere from three to four weeks. I mean, I say to people it could be three weeks. I mean, we have inventory. We're filling orders all day long. But sooner or later, if we can't get product in, we're going to run out of product. We can book. We can give you the price. Uh, we've mm -hmm. been very fortunate, as I said, to fill every single order. And I look at other people's websites. And in some cases, silver prices, 100-ounce bars, are 5 $6 an ounce more than what we're charging. Those are the people that bought product at the high and they didn't hedge. They're not replacing their inventory. You're not going to pay $27, $28 and sell it for $22, $23. And, and I think, first of all, this is uh, the third time this has happened in the last 20 months. We had first when COVID hit, right? The retail market got, got wiped. Then you had Feb, uh, the end of February, I think it was, or, or the, the end silver of squeeze. the silver squeeze. Uh, market got wiped. This time, though, however, well, similar to, 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 to 2020 in March, the price went down, demand picked up, and the, mar the physical market got wiped clean. Now we're looking at major delays, but there's no product, no one's selling anything. No, nice. one, no one is selling, no one's even saying, well, I bought silver at $17 a couple years ago, it's at $22, I'm going to take my profit and call it a day. We're not even getting that. No. So there's no product coming back into the market. It's only brand new product, what you can get in from wholesalers. And we have multiple wholesalers. They're not they're providing the, they're anything all, for three weeks. They're all in the same, same uh, space. I spoke to one of our wholesalers last night uh, because I had to get hold of a very, very large order uh, to replace you know, what we were sending out. And uh, they said to me, we've actually put our prices up on the spread because we're trying to discourage business. That's right. When you don't have the supply, you have to raise the price yep. because you, you, you can only sell what you have. I, I use the example of, you know, imagine, you know, you have a water shortage and your variety store has bottles of water. It, are they going to keep the price at $2 a bottle? Of course not. They're going to raise it up to $10, $15. They're going to say, this is all we have. Mm -hmm. But you can see what happens with paper smashes. It's just the paper, the contracts, the futures. It's not the people that have physical product in their hands or in the depository or in a registered account. That product you know, is as safe as houses. That's why you know, I encourage people, if they've never, ever owned a TFSA or they're buying silver or they're buying gold, Put it into a TFSA. It's a tax-free savings account. You can put up to, what, 77000 or something like that into that account. If you don't have that much spare, buy a little. You know, put, put your tip your toe in the water, 
buy some gold and silver at these prices because they went on sale. It's hard to get the product, and sooner or later, you're going to see, when I say sooner or later, I think very, very shortly, you're going to see silver jump $3, $4. I think gold, I mean, I got a, an email yesterday from one of the big FX companies, and they said, oh, gold's dropping to 1700 I went out and bought straight away because as soon as they say it's dropping, it's going up $30, $40. <laughs> I mean, you know, nobody knows. It's guessing. And now you've got, you know, the the debt ceiling. You've got Janet yelling, you know, pitching to say, you know, we should raise it or do away with it. You know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're causing all types of problems. Powell does more head fakes than a hockey game. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, he talks out of both sides of his mouth and his ears because I can't figure out what he's doing because eventually – Everything that's a hot market that's on fire, I don't care whether it's real estate, I don't care whether it's the stock market. We've had cryptocurrencies, we had a hot market, a fire market in cannabis. All fires eventually get put out. And safest assets have been for thousands of years, gold, silver. And if you really look at something that's a great investment, is natural fancy colored diamonds. You know, they haven't gone down in value. They're holding their value, and I think they're going to explode in price. We're seeing it already because I can't find inventory. Speaking of something that's been around for thousands of years, we had a, a couple divers uncover um, Roman coins, Roman Spanish galleon. Uh, they've discovered that. A couple guys, they, got, they found 53 gold coins dating back to the 4th and 5th century of the Roman Empire. A couple Spanish brothers. Just, Jerry's got another one. I just have to interrupt yeah. just on that point. You know, people are still diving for Spanish galleons. Yeah. You know, in World War II, British ships went across to pay the armies uh, in France and whatever it was. They were sending pound notes over. You don't see anybody diving for pound notes. No, you do not. <laughs> no, you do not. Yeah, a couple of uh, stonemasons dis- discovered 239 pieces of gold in a French mansion uh, minted before the French Revolution. And just like that, they auctioned it off this Wednesday for 1.2 uh, million euros, uh, 239 pieces. That works out to about 4,500 euro per coin, a lot lower than we would anticipate. But the point is they were able to liquidate it quickly and ex- and, and, yeah, and, if, qu- and, and efficiently. If they were on the Antique Roadshow, they might be a little disappointed, but still <laughs> way better than what you're getting for gold at this at this point. Also, again, want to announce that we, we have figured it out. We've got a, a, a route to accept cryptocurrency are we accepting anything besides bitcoin right now jerry uh the majors probably just uh just as we tested out the bitcoin litecoin ethereum xrp you can uh spend those on to uh, on on hard assets like gold silver natural fancy color diamonds take profit into a hard asset because we understand the reason why again why you went into crypto is to get out of fiat get in get out of that thing that's getting printed into oblivion into something that is uh, that is safer potentially. Uh, it's digital, but you may want to undigitize your wealth with some hard assets. So you, get in touch. You also showed me the prices to do it. It's very very inexpensive to change. Well, that's crypto why. into yeah. a hard asset. Call us the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you to everyone for listening this week. You can catch us on YouTube. You can uh, check us out. Give us a call. Uh, look forward to speaking with you again next week here on the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.